1: Ale Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name's Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you?
2: I'm great, Josh. Happy Mother's Day to all who celebrate and to all the FPL managers. Happy mother of all game weeks. We're in the middle of game week 36. <laughs> Not uh, bad. You like what I did there, Josh? No, uh. I
1: liked it okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Classic in-media res, always cheating podcast where yep. we're checking in on our scores with still so many... Fixtures left to go. I will try my best to not be happy or sad about my current game week score because everything could change, I'm hoping, uh, for the better as the yeah. rest of these midweek fixtures play out. How yeah. are you feeling?
1: Well, I'm okay. I mean, you know, I sort of I've had some good thing, you know, I was talking to you about this before the pod a little bit. I'm sort of uh I had some good things happen, some bad things. Uh, I you know not captaining Mosala back way back in game week 26 uh, was, you know um, felt like a mistake in real time and continues to feel like it felt like a mistake as I was deciding not to do it. And it continues to feel that way, you know, 10 game weeks later. And, you know, so I just, I, you know, I'm triple captain on him. He blanked. He, he was okay. I I thought Ben Davis was incredible in that match. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just completely, shut him down uh yeah. very very impressively and so you know so I've I got nothing from him and I kind of feel like maybe I, I I'm kicking myself for not being a little, a little more creative I, I the thing that I was not planning for is I you know sort of the two things one is that mm-hmm. I did think that Liverpool would win I thought that um you know I thought that Sesanyan would be a factor in that match and I didn't think it would be by creating a cross for Sun I thought that yeah. he would be kind of exposed and it's really i guess a testament to why Conte really loves that three at the back system right because sesignan yeah. gets exposed well ben davis is right there you know just to like yeah. clean things up on the, on the and then sesignan
2: has the freedom to march up the wing right uh completely unnoticed by yeah. anyone seemingly yeah. I mean, yeah. Robo Ra- tried to shift as quickly as he could but um yeah. um it was a really well-worked move uh they, starting with Kane as as they, always
1: did they reveal uh yeah yeah exactly we'll talk about Kane in a second but did did Rambo was that was that just a like red zone like he's played too many minutes when he got pulled I, I didn't see anything that came out that he was like injured like that so it must have just been you know yeah wearing down a little bit it's
2: it's been a week littered with Klopp and Pep making substitutions around that moment that are somewhat transformative. Like Samikas didn't bring what was needed yeah, to that yeah. match when he came on. Yeah. Could have could yeah. did could Rabo not continue?
1: Yeah. Um, if he could yeah, have, I, guess, I,
2: I think he should have stayed on the pitch. Yeah,
1: and you know, I mean, I guess Sun was basically unmarked on that on that goal. You know, and so maybe there was a feeling that Rabo should have that he was just too. I don't know we're in like you know this is this is too much non-fantasy speculation here but you know it was it was the so the problem was so they play that match and then so I'm like yeah I'm gonna go like you know spur you know Liverpool are are into the Champions League final they're gonna be pumped up uh you know Salah's gonna be going up against um Sessegnon who's like the third string you know left back for for Spurs like this is gonna be you know it's something i was expecting like massive returns that's double game week so let's see what happens in the villa match right i don't want to i don't want to count my chickens before. what you're
2: basically doing is what most gamblers do is you build a story narrative. based on yeah. what you what you what you know <laughs> exactly. what you what you think you can expect yeah and this is and this is kind of where we are or where we've been the last month or so is yeah so Sa- we we have this narrative around sala uh mm-hmm. whether it's it's uh, it's it's definitely not fiction. No one would. Right. You, you're you're a fool if you say the narrative around Salah is fiction because um, there are underlying stats that we can certainly point to. But not really on this podcast. Yeah. Um he's, he's healthy. Uh, he's still good. He's still Mo Salah. Yeah. Um, but we've been blind to the fact that there are uh, it's there are yeah. other assets, namely yeah. Sanong Men, who are who are getting the points where he's not.
1: I feel like it's, it's, it's such a balance. Like I feel like getting the, like the form, the, the form question, right. You know, is, is maybe I've, I've been sort of putting everything into just the quality of the player too much recently, you know? I mean, like in, you know, in a history, of a, a history of strong fantasy returns too. Right. Cause like you talked about Kane a second ago. I mean, you know, people were like, Hey, should I drop Kane to bring in KDB? And I was just like, I don't, I don't love it, you know. It was like my honest answer last week. I mean, it doesn't sound great now. I mean, granted, KDB only only picked up five points, but he certainly could have had like twenty five today. Um, you know, he had an incredible match for somebody who, you know, you look and you see. Uh, or I guess he get six? He get, he ended up getting a bonus point. Is that how it works? I think he yeah. Got, he
2: got, got a yeah. So he's on six. Okay. He got a yellow card. Right.
1: So KDB on six, and you know, it was just sort of a like to me. You know, the same thing with with, the, with Captain Salah versus versus Sun. I mean, it's just like well. You know, I, I like both captain options this week, but one of them is at home against the other. one. You know, it was like that it was kind of that simple in some ways. Yeah. And then I didn't think that the Villa match was that was was, you know, I mean, then you have the Villa match in the North London Derby in the other match. It's like it's not like that's like the North London, Derby, you know, if, they were, if if Spurs were playing like Watford at home in the second match, then, yeah, I would have. I would have put the triple captaincy on, on Sun, But, um, anyway, you know, you don't want to play the hindsight game too much. Cause that's just like a great way to never have fun playing fantasy. Like, you know, you can <laughs> right. always build a story of the transfer. Yeah. You could have made the minus four that could have worked out. But, um, I, you know, but so I, I guess the reason I'm talking about this is because I thought, I felt like my thinking was, uh, Liverpool are going to be, we're going to be dominant. They're going to win that match. Um, and, you know, credit to Spurs who played. I, I, was, I thought it was a really fun match. I really enjoyed watching it, even though it didn't go super great fantasy-wise, although it did get the, the Sun goal. So, anyways, what happens is, you know, uh, Liverpool drop, and Man City, the team that I wasn't quite as excited about because they had just lost this 120-minute match on Wednesday, and I thought their focus might have dipped a little bit, suddenly gets the great gift of Liverpool dropping two points, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's like, got there and just... Beat smash four, t- smash four teams and you are in, you know, you, you win the league and it's like, yeah. boom, like the greatest gift they could have got, right. was Liverpool dropping two points. Yeah. It just makes it very simple for them. Now score a bunch of goals, you know, beat a team like Newcastle five nil and you're going to get them on goal difference, even if you drop a match. Right. And yeah. so it just, you know, t- t- totally changes uh, the narrative. And suddenly it's like, man, like I am totally undercover <laughs> on, <laughs> right. on, on, Man City assets. And so I, I to the match only with Cancelo and, uh, you know, thankfully, as you said, it was Mother's Day. I was out with uh, with the family, so I did not watch uh, the five nil um, thrashing <laughs> today. Yeah, it, the
2: the points were as per usual. The city spread around a bit. I mean, I was uh, kind of thinking Mares was going to play a huge role in this game week. Certainly hasn't come to pass. Uh, after one match, Foden comes on and helps a lot of managers there. But Emmerich Laporte, I think, is the story coming out of that. Um, yep. fixture with the sort of the maximum points I took the coward's way into the Manchester City discussion as I want to do and my one free transfer this week was um, Nick Pope out for Ederson and I, I uh, the most shocking thing I think that happened this game week was that in a 5 nil drubbing of Newcastle Ederson has a, a save point <laughs> I mean, he yeah. made three saves. Which so is all this Marez
1: talking, you didn't end up bringing him in. I didn't actually look at your team. I thought I thought you had him, and I was like, oh, I did not want to. Brendan's going to be so annoyed in this podcast when he's got when he's got Maris this week. So
2: no, no, I I liked the move on a free hit, or um, if if you had a way to bring him in, I I didn't have a way to bring him in with a minus four, and that was not any sort of magic that I was willing to wield uh, yeah. going into this game week, and I think. For it, like the the case for somebody captaining, somebody like Mares or Jesus or Foden is you, you can get a five, five nil victory for city so easily. Who's yeah. it going to be? It happened. It was Raheem Sterling this week. And of course, this is like the most 2021, 22 FPL season thing of all time where. It was uh, was it last week where a lot of people free hit to bring in Raheem Sterling. It was recently Raheem Sterling seemed like he was going to be the the um, the magic yep. man. Yeah, and of course it's Classic. always a week later, right?
1: Totally, exactly. And, and Ketia was like that, right? It was yeah. sort of last week was the week when he was going to really roll. You know, Yep.
2: So lots of lots of matches yet to come, uh, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about. The final double game week. I love how <laughs> yeah. dramatic this is, Josh. Game week thirty-seven, just the I've been trying to corner. layer it. I've
1: been trying to lay it on a little thick with the drama, just just yeah. for my own, my own amusement. Uh, but yeah, it's the final one. We've had double game weeks seemingly every week since December. I don't even know what we've learned. Like we can talk about this after the season's over. Like what did we learn? Like uh, double game weeks every week, and I, I'm not even sure I know the answer. Like it's
2: yeah. Did I it change anything. I don't know either. It. Uh, And we can talk a little bit more about this with maybe a little bit more clarity after game week 38. What did we learn from the season as a totality? But I just feel like this season has been so punishing, even to managers who are doing really well. Each week uh, seems to be either overly or slightly punishing on some degree <laughs> there have been maybe yeah. two or three weeks in the during the whole season where any of us felt like we got out of it scot-free we got out of it having played it perfectly and i think yeah. all these doubles um have added have sort so of, i don't i don't i don't know enough of math or um probability to understand if they if the nature of the double game weeks just up the variance in each game week. But it just feels like, yeah, it's just become so much harder to sort of settle into. And maybe it's, maybe I'm a dinosaur, Josh, that like what yeah. we were talking about your captaincy decision, like trying to settle yeah. into a narrative or a groove for yeah. your team. And this season has really pushed back against any sort of consistent narrative.
1: I think you could argue that it's actually re- reduced the variance in some ways. I think that it, in some ways I feel like I have been, and I, and I I really, I'm not complaining about this because it's, it's a great place to be, um, you know, even though I have complained about it before. So forgive me for that. Uh, but, you know, I feel like I have been very, I have just been between 20 K and 30 K since like November, basically <laughs> like, you know, just like without fail, I have sort of settled in, into that range. Um, And I think that, you know, from like January on, I think because there are so many double game weeks in some ways, it really, um, it's like you in theory that opens up a lot of possibilities, but when there aren't that many, it actually forces you into a lot of particular moves. Right. And you end up a lot of, you end up doing stuff like, a lot of us focus on you know Newcastle players for a while or less. And you know, it's like you make a lot of transfers that are meant to maximize the double games, but everyone's kind of making those moves as well, you know? Yeah. And so it's like you don't have a lot of these kind of standalone weeks where it's – like I was thinking about this uh, this weekend where you had um, West Ham at home to Norwich, right? There's like a match that – like, of course they were going to win that one big, right? Like it sort of – this was their <laughs> kind of comeback, right? They had this tough – tough uh, Europa League match and like it's just like you know they're playing a relegated Norwich and that's the kind, it's the kind of match where you're like yeah this is like they're gonna it's a little bit like Man City this weekend right like it's like you know I mean they could go one way or the other I suppose they could just like give up or they could bounce back but I think you know because it was a home match and uh, and you know they had, to, I, I you, they just seem like the kind of team like I feel like they they want to close on a high note. And I'm actually really mm-hmm. excited about the Man City West Ham match next weekend. I think that that could really um, could end up being being fun. I think West Ham could maybe give them a give them a match. So, um, but anyway, you know, but so that was a team that like just but nobody nobody brought them in right? Cause it's gaming 36 and you have double gamings yeah. across the board. And so yeah. it kind of, I actually think it closed off some, some possibilities. And I think you've actually had some, a similar problem to me, uh, which is that don't you feel like you've moved just like 20 K up and down for, for a while now, like kind of, yeah, it's pretty, pretty stable.
2: Very yes. 100%. Um, I, I haven't been able to budge and I feel like I'm actually grateful that I haven't fallen farther because it does feel like, um, you know, all the all the swings I've taken just haven't connected. Nothing's yep. come off. Uh, but I do always have these fail-safes, be it a Cancelo or a Trent, yeah. um, that sort of keep keep me afloat. So yeah, yeah, that that I guess maybe that is the learning of the season is uh, the only way that you're 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 jumping up is is really do is you're really taking those risks at precisely the right moments yeah. and, um, and having them come off for you.
1: Totally. And I, you know, I I mean, I ran into this weekend a little bit, you know, it's it's so easy to say this on the podcast, right? But then when it comes to making your transfers, it actually is tough. I mean, you went into the, I mean, same with you, right? I mean, you and I both ended up making kind of boring moves, right? You brought in Ederson and I finally brought in Saka, right? (laughs) I mean, did do it for 20 weeks. Uh, (laughs) Finally, finally happened. And it was like, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard not to make the sound move. You know, it's like it's it's only, you know, a lot of the time, the really crazy move only looks great when the game week is over and you are like you have a fleeting thought. You know, I think there was a moment when I thought I might have made that. You know, it's like you sort of like build a again, you like build a narrative for yourself, you know.
2: Yeah, I've been trying to uh, get the Odegaard thing to happen. And I think that that was propelled by Arsenal double game weeks uh, as they were coming. And of course, Jared Bowen. Um, a guy who is just consistently awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he falls off the FPL map due to his injury. And then when he comes back, there are no West Ham doubles to speak of, at least yep. that he's going to be involved in. Yep. Suddenly you get to this point where Bowen's back doing incredible fantasy things. And here I am with Martin Odegaard, uh, <laughs> you know, applauding right. his flawless right. play, right. Right. Uh, but zero fantasy points. And... Um, I feel like that just has to be considered maybe if, as we look at game week 37, but certainly as we prep for next season is how are we going to present, prevent ourselves from being blinded to, and and this is not an argument like the age old argument of don't let double game weekers blind you to simple single game weekers. I think what we're talking about here is, um, you know, maybe even a little more
1: basic than that. Just, well, Uh, yeah and I think there's I think there's actually a a connection this is not just a like a total big picture conversation because it connects directly to game league 37 right where you have five teams that double and none of them are good really you know I mean Villa Burnley Palace Everton Leicester like who's the best team in there I mean Leicester in theory but they have really you know (laughs) no yeah you can't say that now right And, and I suppose it's Villa but I mean even they're sort of
2: i think palace is probably the most cohesive team yeah
1: Yeah, exactly see you you have these kind of at the very least we're talking about mid-table right we're not talking about you know top top even even six or seven teams really you know and so i think that and then you have teams like spurs that play burnley at home without any center backs you know like why are we why are we looking at zaha when you could just have someone like Kulisevsky possibly you know it's like it's just a tricky it's a tricky thing so let's let's get into that um Quick shout out before we do. Uh, thank you. We had uh, three new patrons this week, and it's always great, especially late, in, very late in the season when when, when new people uh, join on and pledge to support the podcast. A so thank you to Moby Dickie Brandon. Great name.
2: All right, yeah. Uh, I, Captain, I, I, Ahab. What, yeah Captain Ahab. Always Captain Ahab. That's what I say.
1: Yeah, he sent in his birth certificate too, so that is that is the proper name. <laughs> okay. yeah, so we asked that of all of our patrons to send in their birth certificate. Uh,
2: yeah, it's and, it's, a, it's a high barrier to entry here.
1: Barry Parkin and Patrick Russell. Thank you to all three of you. And uh, you get an extra podcast each week. Uh, We will uh, not charge patrons when the the season is not uh, going, uh, obviously. Uh, You get access to the Slack chat. That that Slack chat does run uh, all season long. Uh, You get the Week in Review newsletter. And at the highest tiers you get... Uh, the make fantasy fun again t-shirt. So uh, you can support the podcast at any point, but again, we won't uh, be charging our patrons during the off season. We'll we'll you know we'll resume it uh, when when we start doing Patreon exclusive content which would be um, mm-hmm. you know presumably in July um, that's when that will roll out again so that's 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 where we are and uh, you patreon.com slash where you can go. I won't do a, an elaborate patreon plug here brandon uh because um we are you've already done a week and a half away from the end of the season i've already done enough so let's take a break and we'll get back and we'll talk about game week 37
2: hey listeners brandon here our next partner has a product i use literally every day during the last two years my work schedule my life schedule my diet basically everything has been thrown into chaos i'm sure some of you can relate a few weeks ago athletic greens sent me this amazing starter pack And I've been using their product, AG1, each morning, and I love it. I started taking AG1 in the mornings because I don't really have a real breakfast routine. And now I have a quick and easy habit that I'm building to start my mornings. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, and it really does taste good. It has this sort of tropical flavor. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And I started commuting to the office again, so I've actually been putting my AG1 scoop with about 12 ounces of water into this bottle that comes with their kit, And it's easy to grab, shake, and run out the front door, and I'm on my way to have a great day. A subscription to AG1 costs less than $3 a day, way cheaper than my cold brew habit. And for every purchase, this is great. Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S., Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash cheating. This is a deal special for always cheating listeners. Again, that site is athleticgreens.com cheating to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
3: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: All right, Brandon, we're back. Game Week 37 kicks off this weekend. I have a couple opening notes here about Game Week 37, Brandon. A couple <laughs> okay, of words great. words to the heads You're going to give a
2: little speech, and then we can uh, take yeah. some audience questions?
1: Well, I think the biggest one is that in Game Week 37, there's a lot of weird scheduling this season, Brandon. In Game Week 37, Sunday is the new Saturday. There are no mm-hmm. matches on Saturday this upcoming Game Week, so... Mm-hmm if you're if your family if you you know if your long suffering spouse has been trying to get you to go to brunch you know in the united states yeah. and all the math you know it's <laughs> hard it's hard to brunch when you're if you're a premier league <laughs> content creator in the united states you here's know, an idea of, here's yeah. an
2: idea though josh uh just lie just lie to your spouse and say there are games and you're going to have to That's go true. out and meet up with your pals um, yeah we
1: got a we got an fa cup final you know that that, that could be fun yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the FA Cup final is on Saturday, so at least we'll get a chance to watch that Liverpool Chelsea match and see what, um, see what we can, I mean, who even see else, what right? we can see, how, how that,
2: that locker room seems to be imploding at the moment. Did you see these, the story yeah. about Marcus Alonso had a bust up with Ducal yeah, I, I at did. halftime and, uh, and Not it seems cool. like he's out for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, hopefully not. Sometimes this stuff, you know, they, they say it and then it's, and then it's fine. But I, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, from my perspective, it feels like I'm probably, uh, you know, I'm probably going to move a Chelsea player with my transfer this week. I mean that, you know, and maybe, maybe I take a hit, but I, I don't love it. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've, you know, had a a look at your game week 37 team yet. You know, if you set the old bus team brand. Sure. The
2: bus team, the bus team is set. And uh, I've got Reese James, right there in the center of my defense uh, mm-hmm. on as he may appear.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I've got, I've got Alonzo and James still. Trent Cancelo, you know, Saka, Kulisevsky, Salah, Sun, Coutinho. I mean, mm-hmm. Horst and, and Ketty up front. I mean, when I look at my team, like the players that I want to move are the ones that are double game weeks. <laughs> like I'm not excited <laughs> right. about moving Saka. I'm not excited about, mm-hmm. I, I would not, I I don't think I would move Saka or Kulisevsky, Certainly wouldn't move son. Don't think I'm going to be moving Salah unless he gets injured. Um, you know, so it's yeah. like, you know, you're kind of like, okay, like I, I want to have some players for this double, but I, I don't see like a ton of hugely appealing options. You know, maybe <laughs> right. like who, who am I benching? Like, would you bench Saka at Newcastle or Kulusevski at home to Burnley? Like I surely, you know? I
2: mean, I'm playing a three-five-two because I don't see any mids that I want to bench. So you you have to play five across the middle and, and benches. That's striker. what
1: I've got. That's what I well, that's what I've got, and that's what I mean. So if I was to bring in like a Richarlison, say, right, okay. then suddenly I like like what I what I could do in theory would be like a minus four. I drop uh, Alonzo for for somebody. You know, I think um, like Nate Klein is. I think like. 4.4, 4, you know, like, so, like some cheapy, some cheapy defender. And then I use that money to turn Broya into Richarlison. Like that uh-huh. is a move I've I've gamed out a little bit already. Okay. So I do that. And then, so I'm taking a hit to uh-huh. drop Saka away to Newcastle. Like, okay, uh-huh. you know, like yeah. I'm not going to drop Kulosevsky at home to Burnley without any, without, 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 so Burn, you're, without you're, Burnley having center backs.
2: You're dancing around the issue here that we both have is we both have Philippe Coutinho and Coutinho... Misses. He has to come off the bench uh mm-hmm. against uh, Burnley. Yeah. Now, yeah, you know, it's the age-old uh rest rotation debate. Does this mean that Coutinho is nailed on for yeah. two glorious home fixtures against mm-hmm. Palace and Burnley? Is that appealing? But no, I, I'm kind of with you. Coutinho looks at my. Looks like my weakest link. uh Next to Reese, Reese James. When I look at my team, I'm Gordon. I mean, and. Anthony Gordon is just like only fantasy could make you love this guy. I mean, I have I have, <laughs> I have no I actually really enjoy like watching him and the Everton squad. And he's clearly like an important uh, bolt of energy when they're uh, out there on the pitch. But, um, you know, he, he doesn't do a whole lot for your fantasy team. Uh, but he's so cheap and wonderfully yep. so, which has made yep. me like lift him up so much more in my estimation. There's so point being, there's no way I'm dropping Anthony Gordon. Yeah, you know, sure, I've got of course not. Sala, Saka, Odegaard, Coutinho. Um, I'm definitely committed to just like I'm going the distance with Odegaard and I don't care. I don't yeah. even want I don't even want to talk about it. Um uh, I mean, I'll, it's
1: like a, the craziest thing. I mean, but I, I, I'm like, I, I, I that'll be fun. Like, you know, this is kind of like me. Who was that player that I brought in years ago that you still make fun of me for? The like the Crystal Palace player that I brought yeah, in. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, oh, Johan Kabay.
1: So yeah, this, he's your Kabay. OK, like years from now, i be like, you hey, remember that time when you had Odegaard for like 12 weeks at the end of that season? Yeah, <laughs> he's a good he's a good player, obviously. But yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. That's that's fine. We don't have to talk about it. Um, Holly <laughs> uh, Watkins, though, is very much like sour grapes with this guy. Like he comes in and he gets me two goals in two game weeks. And it's like the goal it, Looking at my fantasy team, I was like, "Did those goals even happen? Did those goals even help me?" Yeah, um, it's uh, Watkins' yeah. scorer of the invisible FPL goal.
1: It's like they're the uh, same with enketia You know, like that. I just like kept pace with Inkettiya. Like I needed that. Like I needed. I needed two goals from enketia today and three bonus points just to like hold my rank. Uh, that that's that was how uh, valuable those Man City points not having laporte that was a killer oh my goodness i don't know about you yeah. but yeah it, like that's like talk about like a hindsight move uh <laughs> if i had just moved reese james to laporte who like i'm i'm looking great this week
2: yeah and I, I think that's something we should talk about when we look ahead to game week 37 is the viability yeah. of of reese james i mean yeah. what it looks like ruben diaz coming off uh with a knock or
1: pep or technical pep confirmed out for the season
2: Okay, that's horrible news for, for Diaz. Uh, yeah, But I, I feel like they do have uh, solid enough backups. Interesting to see Fernandinho coming in for him and not Nathan Ake. I guess that's something to do with right-footed, left-footed, and, and so mm-hmm. on. But, uh, yeah, City defense seems great. Uh, and I think that is definitely the move for the faint of heart who don't want to roll the dice on a City attacker.
1: Yeah, I mean, I yeah I mean Foden coming out get that 90th minute goal man that was like a. it does it does feel like I feel like we we're I was we were you and I were both somewhat justified not bringing in any city mids right or even Gabriel mm-hmm. Jesus for that matter who got another start you know um yeah but uh, I don't think he he got didn't even pick up a stray assist did he I don't think he got anything out of that match um Gabby
2: Old Gabby, uh, oh, Gabby, he got nothing. He got, got nothing out
1: of that game. Sixty-three, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's just like I, you know, I hate playing that game uh, with Man City. It's too stressful. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you could double or even triple up on on their defense down the stretch. I guess you're doubled up now. I mean, you, just, you could you could bring in another one. I mean, yeah. uh, it's it's not a bad. I mean, who do they? I mean, they have they play away to West Ham and West Ham can score. I mean, this yeah. is probably the one. That's the one match where I, you know, of I mean, I, I think they have three left. I mean, one of them is something we can do about because it it's the second match in, in thirty five, but or in yeah. thirty six. But I, you know, I I think they could concede away in in thirty seven, and then I think in thirty eight, um, home to Villa. That's an easy win. Okay, that that's you being
2: thoughtful. But I'm wondering if I can flip a switch here, Josh, where mm-hmm. um, I just reject what you would expect to happen. Where I'm like, okay. City are away and have a tougher fixture than Chelsea, who hosts Leicester at home. Leicester, who are just kind of ran out of gas for the season. Yeah. But um, also, why Reese James? Why do I have him at all? (laughs) Uh, And and do I I don't want to do just another week of, well, it's Chelsea, you know, and, and what? blah 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 yeah. uh i i think i have to commit to getting rid, rid of reese james right now at this yeah, moment on this I guess,
1: podcast yeah i i hear you i i guess i just feel like because maybe it was specific to your situation because you're already doubled up with, with yeah you know but i think laporte maybe is less appealing than 37 just because of the particular fixture and you could go with someone like maddie james who you know maddie cash Maddie Cash, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Not not uh,
2: Reese James's brother, Maddie James.
1: Yeah. Uh Mad, yeah, Maddie Cash. Yeah. talk about Reese James. I guess that's what got in my head. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. W- yeah.
2: We're in real we're now we're in real fantasy strategy land where we're actually picking uh, interesting players. I, I like it. So yeah, yeah Reese James to somebody like Maddie Cash or Lucas Dean, who is risen like Lazarus from the dead and is getting attacking returns now for Villa. So suddenly Dean becomes an interesting pick for people looking for um for on un- under-owned uh guys uh, going into 37
1: i'm still going cash over dean can't i <laughs> can't, I can't handle it. the stress i can't i can't yeah i can't I can't stand it i can't stand him and i can't stand it uh-huh. so yeah no um no uh i don't know i mean so, something's gonna go wrong Right. If you bring in Dean, something's going to come right. I I do think you know, and we can get into some questions here. I feel like we're, we're very freeform. I had an actual running order here, Brandon. But let's little, let's get back we're doing to a little, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. bring well, some structure back here. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to pull a question up because it just it fits our conversation right now. But Robert Bale says, considering teams like Villa and Everton don't have great fixtures in 38, uh, you know, how many double game week players should non free hitters get for for 37? So you know, specifically when it comes to Villa, I think. Yeah. I, you know, Everton are in a slightly different situation. Everton have everything to play for, right? Yeah. They've won two in a row. I mean, it could be that they're just fine. Like, they could win that Brentford match. Yeah, and yeah they may maybe, have gotten all the yeah. points
2: they need. We'll see.
1: Yeah. But I think that, um, you know, I think the situation with Villa is, is a little bit trickier. Um, I think that... Uh, are you taking a screenshot of me right now? As, uh, I'm as sorry. I was, a, I was pulling
2: up the league table on my phone and didn't realize <laughs> okay. I was holding it in front of my laptop camera. Okay. Yeah. See you look just great look, though. Josh. Your,
1: yeah. I was like, well, like I, I don't know if I, I've set my face correctly here. Um, I, uh, yeah. So I think that I, I, you know, I think so, but Villa, uh, I mean, it's, they have you know, two good pictures, but yeah, you do have to think about 38 because they play away to Man City. So you got to look at your team. So In my case, it actually is a little trickier to bring in a Villa defender because, um, you know, it, it James, I mean, who knows if he'll start in 38. If Alonzo is actually on the outs and won't play again this season, then that's a then that's a disaster. And I have, yeah. um, Kilman who's out for the rest of the season. So I'd be down to two defenders and gaming 38. So, I mean, yeah. effectively two defenders because any, any, if I brought in cash, that's like getting zero points. I mean, man, are yeah. going to score like nine goals in that final match. Yeah.
2: For me. Yeah. Um, I think that going back to Anthony Gordon, this makes him just such a hugely appealing player for 37 because he is very benchable in game week 38 at that price yeah. point of 4.7. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I think he's I, – I would predict he'd start both of those games in 37. And then I'm – yeah, I'm looking to jettison both of my Villa players, Coutinho and Watkins. I think Kulishevsky and maybe Ivan Tony coming in for Coutinho and Watkins for game week 38 – i i mean the the price points for villa players um are only fun and good when you're getting rid of them uh because they're just a little too expensive for kind of i think we we expected villa to have a better season than they've had though it's been fine um but they're they're expensive enough to where you can get in pretty good players to replace them. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's another thing to consider. Like, just maybe commit to taking a minus four in game week thirty eight if you have to. Uh, this this is not really the worst thing that could happen to you as a minus four.
1: Yeah, it's. Um... I don't even know where I feel I, I my my like feeling on hits is is really all over the place at this like this is a hits and double game weeks so those are the two things right we need to like mm-hmm. do some uh post some you know post season I feel like in the middle of the season my like my blood runs too hot to like think about this stuff you know, yeah. like objectively, but I feel like I, I want to look back at my season and, and think about the hits and think about the way that I played double game weeks and see if there's a, you know, um, some alternate strategies uh, I want to think about going into next year. Um, but I think that, well, first of all, I think that Ivan Tony is like a, uh, the Tony bandwagon is going to be massive in game week 38. I can feel it already. Yeah. And it, you know, it'll be, it'll be a real FPL thing because we're all going to get on the Tony bandwagon and then it's going to, the whole season's going to come full circle and he's going to blank and 38 just like he did in game week one when we were all on him again uh you know it's just like that is that is the that that's that that's how it has to be that's oh uh, yeah and, that, and a relatively anonymous perf-
2: a relatively anonymous fantasy at least performance for tony against um a really poor southampton on saturday I mean, morning i take so.
1: i take those five points from him over uh like almost everybody on my team this game week yeah. so
2: yeah true true to that uh,
1: so, um, yeah, so we have five teams to play twice, uh, to get back to my original, uh, opening notes here, uh, five teams to play twice, uh, Villa play Crystal Palace and Burnley, Burnley play away to Spurs and Villa, uh, Palace, and oh, by the way, Tar- Tarkovsky won off for Burnley. So now it's, uh, you have me and Tarkovsky both, um, absent, uh, for Burnley, which is obviously not, um, ideal, uh, Palace no. play a- away to Villa and Everton. Everton play uh, home to Brentford and Crystal Palace, uh, probably the probably the pick of the of the fixtures. Um, and then uh, Leicester play away to Watford and away to Chelsea. You have one team that doesn't play at all, Brandon. Uh, but they effectively stopped playing in game week 36 so <laughs> that doesn't matter s- too much uh Manchester Terrific. United though uh do not play in game week 37 they have no fixture so um, kind of funky when you have one team that doesn't have a fixture I feel like that's a, that's a rare thing yeah
2: know? it um, is a rarity so you know remember this remember <laughs> uh, what a <laughs> moment
1: like, yeah it
2: looks like it looks like just looking at this fixture ticker like Manchester United have a black armband um, on their sleeve. <laughs> it's but, like
1: they're playing yeah a tribute to the, uh, Juan Mata's last game for, for them <laughs> the, or something. The post-match
2: interview with Bruno Fernandez after the uh, Brighton match where Bruno the, the commentator's like, do you think you played well enough? And Bruno's like, I did not think I played well enough to wear the Manchester United shirt. And he said it in such a way that it was so matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how a lot of FPL managers might feel like if you know if my team gets shut down, if I lose access to my fantasy team right now, <laughs> I don't really care.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> happens, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I think we should get into some actual, we've, we've done a lot of big pictures so far. Uh, a lot of managers are free hit in, in 37. And so, or uh, are, are, are thinking about a free hit. So I, I sort of have two, two free hit questions for you, right? Mm-hmm. So I, the first question, it's like the first question first, just to keep on the big picture theme here. If you have a free hit, should you play it in game week 37 or game week 30 38 uh, now fpl wannabe said if you have free left would you be tempted by the bad teams doubling in 37 or the game week and you know that's bad teams is his word brand not yeah, mine so no, sure. no angry yeah, 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 yeah. no angry messages uh or the game week 38 punt on high scoring crazy games here's my thing about 38 here's okay, my thing about on. 38 game yeah. week 38 is is a great week for fantasy i mean first of all all the matches happen at once it's it's total shock to the system um especially if you if you live in a place like the u.s where you can watch every game uh it's just as you and i have done for like a decade now it's we always get together mm-hmm. and watch these and it's just like i can't even like we, we, we end up doing these meetups and i am like i seem so antisocial because i really can't chat when these ga- you know when, when yeah. this, this much is happening so it's you know we're planning to do that again by the way in brooklyn um, so i think that the the problem with 38 is yeah you, you there there are you know advantages to be had if if lineups leak then you can really take advantage of that although last year it was we kind of got like a little bit of everything right we got fake line, like fake lineups and real lineups and, patrick the,
2: bamford was a big thing last game week 38 yeah, I remember
1: bamford yeah and you had uh, remember the man city lineup was pretty crazy too uh there's just a lot of you know just a lot of um it's just very, very, uh, it was Aguero's last game and uh, a, lot, a lot of unpredictability. So I think that, um, I think that game week 38 is a really fun week to, to, it's a little bit like bringing in Riyad Mahrez. It's the bringing in Riyad Mahrez of moves, Brandon, <laughs> you know, with, with uh-huh. you know, with Riyad Mahrez, there are three true outcomes, right? It's uh-huh. zero points, one <sighs> points or 18 points. Like yeah. those are the three, right? So you have a, basically yeah. like a one in three chance of having an amazing uh, return if you bring in Riyad Mahrez, and you have to accept that the other two could go crazy. So if you free hit in 38, it could be incredible. Like, there is absolutely a free hit team that you could come up with in, mm-hmm. in Game Week 38 that, like, is like a 133-point team, right? That mm-hmm. is totally, plot, like, a, a, you know, the, a dream team for the week. Because mm-hmm. uh, there are going to be a lot of goals, it's going to be loose, but you do you have to be, um, you, have, you have to accept that it's a gamble. Whereas in Game Week 37, you can build a more solid team, right? You can just sort of, double like appearance points your way into a pretty good return right yeah uh and you're almost certainly gonna end up on a green arrow but in some ways it's you know when you when you look and and now we can go back to to the the team's here a little bit so maybe actually we, we should answer that question once we talk a little bit about who you'd want to bring in for 37 right i think that's an important part
2: for me just right out of the gate free hit 37 should not be thought about loading up on doubles like right it's right. still just it's okay to think about game week 37 just <clears throat> as its own game week and you don't have if you're not tripled up on spurs play a free hit and you have a way to immediately triple up on spurs you've got Kulu cane and sun great yep. yep uh am i tripled up on liverpool away southampton no great now i'm tripled up on and then maybe i go and i dip into aston villa and crystal palace because for me as as we kind of established I think palace is probably the best team uh who who doubles in this week though villa have i think the most appealing fixtures and they're both yeah. at home
1: it's crazy that you said that and i really didn't like push back at all because i'm kind of with you like they're just good now, right? Like it's crazy. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. I mean, they play Man United at home in thirty eight too. Yeah. Like, actually, that's an important thing because we talked about um, we talked about the double on Villa and then playing Man City. That does, I think, make Palace a little more appealing if you're not on a free hit, right? Yeah. Is that you do get that Man United fixture, which. Yeah you know in game week 1 that might have seemed like a hard fixture but in game week 38 like where they have like a, they like basically have to like quit on their on their coach right like it's mm-hmm. a total lame, lame duck as they should have predicted what happen like when you announce the like with 5 weeks left that the uh the manager is just out like of course they're not going to care anymore like why yeah. would they um so yeah i think that it's kind of a Anyway, so I think that's a really good fixture now for, for Palace. And I think that um, I could absolutely see Zaha doing something. Uh, Zaha's the match.
2: guy. This is our opportunity to all get good Zaha, like yeah. form Zaha. Yeah.
1: Doesn't the, the, like, the two years he was on Man United feel like 20? Like it feels like such yeah. a long time ago now. It was 2013 yeah. to 2015 he was there. And he only got two total appearances for them during that time. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy.
2: It's it's almost like could we could we say it's a little bit like hyper capitalism, like uh Wilfred Zaha is a small business and he tried to grow. He tried to franchise and it just didn't work.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, and, and, then to, he, and then he realized, you yeah. know
2: what? It's okay to be my local indie record store. And yeah. I just develop a great relationship with my customers who come in to pick up a yeah. new vinyl every Friday.
1: It's like the Ample Hills ice cream, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, yeah, yeah you know, reset, establish yourself under your a new name, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, right. I think that there are some double game Week players that are appealing. Will Zaha being one of them. He's been in the best form. You know, he's, it's, it's so funny because he got, he got an 11 point return uh, yesterday. And that's about as like it, he, he has been re- returning, but in kind of like in a in a very um, Raul Jimenez kind of way, you know, <laughs> know. where it's like he never he, he's not exactly like. Getting any eighteen pointers, you know, it's like I think, like know, uh, back, Andy
2: Dufresne, uh, dropping his gravel in the prison yard in Shawshank yeah. Redemption, yeah, just exactly. a little bit, a little bit at a time. Yeah,
1: thirteen goals, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like you look back, going back to like game week twenty eight, right? Eight three eight five two three six eleven. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Those are those are excellent returns. You know, you look at I mean, over the, so over the course of a season, it's thirteen goals, one assist. He's available for less than seven million. Not a lot to to argue with here, but I think that on a double like he's not necessarily a player you want to be burning like eight to bring in, right? You know, you're not yeah. going to recoup that um, that hit. I don't think. Like, I mean, you might you might even out, but it's going to be hard to like get like a massive profit on that. So, mm-hmm. um, but he is cheap enough that I think he's worth considering. I mean, just moving Zaha straight up. Uh, I mean, moving Saka straight up to Zaha is a move I would at least consider for for game week 38 or for 37 excuse me
2: yeah i i think that i i think that there are so many great mid price midfield options for the next two weeks it's it's almost a shame i want to i kind of want to have them all coutinho Mm -hmm. uh is not going to be there for game week 38 so it's kind of like who's gonna who's gonna be the one but yeah like zaha bowen bowen you know, do do we want to give Bowen any chance against Manchester City? I mean, that's probably just a bridge too far for my sort of like new world order fantasy thinking.
1: Yeah, I I think so. I you know, I mean, it's I, here's another question when you when you think about transfers, especially if you're thinking about taking a hit. Um, mm-hmm. who are you? Who do you want to captain this week? Like, who is yeah. you know who who is the best captain? I mean, you look at like the some of these like rate my team squads, and it's yeah, you know, there's some players up there that I just have no, I, I like Coutinho is topping some of these lists and I, I would rather transfer him out than catching yeah. him in 37. Yeah. I really don't have a lot of faith in him, like having a yeah. massive return.
2: Yeah. I don't want to be like, you know, well, we've said what we've said. I don't want to be too negative about Coutinho. I I'll no, I'll, ha- no. I'll have him and of course um, I'll, I'll think positive, but to me it's, it's Spurs. You mentioned how Burnley, both of their um, first choice center backs are now out. Uh, and Burnley might be a little ragged emotionally playing at the new white Hart lane Spurs looking to, to get a result. Who, who knows what their needs are going to be after that North London Derby. Um,
1: but I can I, 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 inter- think, can I, I interrupt you for ahead. one second? Yeah. Just just to finish uh, something here. Uh, how many appearances do you think that Wilza has made for Crystal Palace in his career?
2: Um, I don't know, uh, I would say 115.
1: 387. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that?
3: Damn. How is that possible?
1: (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah, Yeah. that is a lot. That's uh, 110 from (laughs) 2010 and 2013. Uh, Two loan spells where he got 16 of both of them. And then since he rejoined the squad in 2015, he has 245 appearances.
2: Well, good on him. I hope he's got many ballpoint pens with his uh, name and that eagle on that's there right.
1: well i mean it's like a you know congrats to him right it's a legendary <laughs> yeah. player uh sorry uh, to I, interrupt you i just I no, no problem
2: i was gonna say harry kane harry kane is my bus team captain uh i think spurs going against burnley is is good and they can score goals when it's going their way and i think that game will probably go their way so you know i think it's son if you have him yeah. and kane if you have him
1: me too. It's, it's kind of annoying because, you know, as I mentioned before the matches start on Sunday, they continue through the following Thursday. Yeah. Liverpool don't be play until Tuesday. And of course it is seven. It's the early match is when Spurs play, which is just kind of, I, j- yeah. I just went through this a couple weeks ago. And I, I do, even though I know that I just don't have that kind of rational math based yeah. brain where I can just not like where I can just captain the, the, the player in the, first match and just be kind of fine with it. Like it does give me a little bit of pause, even though I know that's kind of dumb. So
2: do they, don't know. where do you stand here, Josh? Just get rid of the captaincy chip altogether.
1: I'd be fine it. with that. I want to get rid of all chips. You know, I want pure I want pure fantasy, Brandon. Yeah. No chips, no captains, just like... Oh, yeah. Like
2: yeah. they all put us on a boat and send us to an island and we have to play real yeah. football against but each how, other.
1: But how about this? I want that, but I also... I want to get away with all that, but I also want... Uh, <laughs> Two transfers a week. I want two okay. freeze a week. Okay, so you
2: can't have that. I'm so then sorry. you could then
1: you could have a little more variety, but you wouldn't have uh-huh. all the chaos. Uh,
2: I like that. I think that's good. Two trans, two frees each week. No chips. Not even yeah. captaincy. Good. That's we
1: solved it's like, it. all this talk about ways to fix up VL. It's that simple. That would that would really. It's like the thicker lines for VAR, which changed mm-hmm. so much so okay. quickly. Uh, all uh, right. So any other captaincy
2: yeah. options besides well, Spurs?
1: Yeah, so I think – I mean, I, let's – I think there are some double game week captaincy options, especially for people who are looking to take some risks, right? Yeah. Like if you want to, you know, uh, just go for You're it. You want to be right? a bad boy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't even have this guy on my list, but, I mean, Danny Ing's probably has to be up there, right? He's – you know, Danny Ing's in form is a tremendous mm. fantasy asset, mm-hmm. obviously injury prone, obviously been out of the squad right now, but it looks like he's – he, he's just scoring too many goals for him not to, not to be in that lineup. I, I suppose you could – quibble with whether he's going to start twice. I guess that would be the one concern, but let's, mm-hmm. you know, if he's rested in the second leg of 36 and that would be kind of ideal for him mm-hmm. uh, going into mm-hmm. 37. Um, so, you know, I think Ings Watkins, I think those are both, uh, decent options. I do think that Richarlison is a good option. Um, uh, you know, I get, I get captaincy option, Brentford and palace at home. Um, it's hard to imagine him not getting a goal in, in those two matches. Right. So you, yeah. Throw one goal in there. Throw in um, you know, maybe one assist, then you're looking at somewhere in that like like the 10 to 15 point range, possibly, right? I mean, that doesn't seem crazy to me. Um, that he could get something like that. Throw yeah. in a couple of horrifying face injuries and injuries. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Random Expl- yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> you never know
2: with that guy. It's true. Um no, I love it. I, I definitely, if we're if you have Richarlison. God, it's it's just another one of those. How can I fit Richarlison? How can I turn yeah Brogia into Richarlison? I don't think I can it's, do it.
1: It's not easy uh, for yeah. me. It, it's I'm, I can kind of get there in a minus four. It would really take a minus eight to get there in a way that yeah. that that makes but sense. then, then you like, this am, is, I, am I minus eight in for Richarlison?
2: Yeah, and and then to as you were saying at the start of the pod, Josh, you're then to bench one of your very gifted midfielders.
1: And I think that one thing to think about, too, is that Everton, because of this relegation battle, Game Week 38 could be a match where they just need a point. Like, that could, t- that could yeah. end up being a, like, a nil-nil because they just have, it has to be a nil-nil. Can you believe that Arsenal conceded, by the way, on that game? That uh, was like, yeah. geez, it was, it was like it was like, there was like... It's like written in the stars. Like they, they simply had to concede in that match or something. Um, all right. So I think that, um, you know, I mean, other players that I would consider just more broadly, because we were talking mm-hmm. about that before we started talking about captains. Um, I guess you and I have like the late season uh, uh, randos right now, I feel like. I, I like this, though. We don't do this very often. It's kind of fun to hop around, talk about some different things. But I think yeah. um, Zaha Richarlison, I, I do think, I mean, I know I hear what you're saying about Ali Watkins being slightly unexciting for whatever reason but i mean i think he's clearly a a strong option for for 37 uh we Mm -hmm. talked about we talked about uh cash already uh michael lenko uh, for Everton, scored a goal today. Um, and again, probably the... In, he went off with cramp, apparently. It was not an injury. So Man. he should be... Um, that was FPL Prince I saw on Twitter uh, confirm that. So he should be um, good to go for for the doubles. And he'd be my, my defender pick, certainly. Uh, but I think, you know, honestly, I'd focus as much on the single game weekers. Um, you mentioned Spurs. If I was on a free hit, I would absolutely have three Spurs in my starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, I would Man. have... I, I mean, you could you could pick the third one. Certainly, I would have Son and King. I would have both of them. Uh, oh, I know Kul- that Kolesovsky would
2: have to be the third, would it
1: not? I, I think so too. I mean, I guess I was just thinking you could consider, you know, like depending on we talked about all these midfielders. Like, you know, if, if you know maybe if Zaha, if you want Zaha, and you, it means you can't have Kulisovsky, Then you could you could throw like Hugo Lloris and Goal or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Just to like to get to get that third Spurs player because I, I just don't really see Burnley doing a lot.
2: Speaking of goal, though, I think it has to be mentioned that Jordan Pickford has been on fire the last couple of weeks, Um, just pulling out ridiculous saves. And if he can get a clean sheet, I think if it's a low scoring game where Everton clean, then I think Pickford is nailed for three bonus. I think he could be uh, a big defensive pick. So free hit Pickford, I think, is, is definitely the goalkeeper you're targeting.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean, he got, he got six points today, uh, conceding conceding a goal, which is uh, yeah. you know, for, anytime you get two bonus uh, in a uh, uh, you know in a three goal. You're working. Or, you know, are putting yeah, in exactly. the work. So very very impressive. Seven saves uh, for him, and, and some and some really good ones. Say so, yeah, I had a nice save on Harvey Barnes, which I was like, thank God. You know, anytime you transfer a player out, you know how you like immediately yeah. like never want them to do anything good again the rest of their career. Uh, that's that's where I was with with Barnes today. Um, so I think that, yeah, I mean, in some ways on a free hit, a lot of these spots kind of pick themselves, I think. And, you know, I mean, cause like, what are you going to not have man city players? Are you going to not, you know, not like, you know, I think that on a free hit, is there any, can you imagine building a free hit thirty seventeen that didn't have Mosala? Is that something you would consider? Um, they play
2: Southampton uh, away.
1: Oh God. I mean, they're Southampton are diabolical. <laughs> I think you have to have Mosala. Maybe you should just be tripled up on Liverpool, honestly, too. I mean, yeah. Definitely, so, yeah. Southampton are in some serious trouble. I, 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 the, I think there was some combination of factors that could have actually gotten Southampton relegated. But I think one of them, <laughs> one of them involved Burnley winning today. And so now that that is over, I don't think I don't think we get Yeah,
2: no longer. yeah. We're we're witnessing the Stoke cityification of Southampton right now. It's it's gone <laughs> it's, incredibly it's stale. There, we've
1: seen that story before, right? It's like a I used to love um, Swansea. Swansea mm. had a great run uh in the Premier League and then you could just sort of tell it was like you know that the Bob Braley experiment you know was really oh, dear. It was all good. Although Jesse Marsh, I think he has actually done a pretty good job and I if if, if Leeds go down I do not think that he should get any uh any flack for that. I don't I don't know what he could be doing right now that was yeah. different. You know, I mean yeah. he didn't tell Lee, he didn't tell uh, Luke Ailing to go Two Kick
2: footed a like a, bounce what an insane tackle. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. The only thing that would have made that tackle better is if Ailing would have like pulled his hairband off as his two two feet left the ground. So he went like <laughs> full like headbanger mode as the two <laughs> feet landed. Uh incredible stuff. Yeah, I I'm I'm I'd be curious to see if Jesse Marsh stays with the club going to the championship. I think that'd be a really exciting uh you know, division for him to manage in.
1: Yeah. If
2: if Leeds would have him,
1: They had some moments. I thought they played okay. um, After uh, Rafinha went off. I mean, he's certainly going to, sounds like he's certainly going to leave this summer. So I think that there's, you know, maybe they lose him and Calvin
2: Phillips would definitely, I think leave. If they got relegated.
1: This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. spot right now with 37. Uh, I, I mean, just, you know, a couple, a couple last things here, Brandon, it's a, you know, it's a weird week in some ways. I, it's like a, it's a week where I don't want to make any really strong proclamations because we, there are so many doubles to go. You know, it's always hard to record a, a podcast when you have this many matches left to be played because it yeah. really, um, it really throws things up in the air. But, um, you know, I said, I didn't want to wait until Thursday evening to record uh, this week's pod. So, you know, what yeah. are you going to do? Uh, but I mean, so we talked about, about Villa a little bit. Um, a couple of teams we haven't talked about at all uh one is is burnley um i mean i have two burnley players <laughs> you know oh, i've got vegor oh, still and uh <laughs> i guess i just keep them i don't know and then yeah. i've got then i've got pope who i you know it's, I mean, for him it's like it's like the ben foster thing right it's like i started ben mm-hmm. foster this week i got four points in the first match like great you know like sure. they're not going to they're not going to keep a clean sheet but you know he can get some saves it's about uh, as good as you could have hoped for yeah, so we're not going to target anybody. I wouldn't recommend bringing anybody from, from Burnley on a on a free hit uh, no. or or with a transfer, obviously. Uh, and then Leicester, I think, is kind of in the same boat, even though they have a Watford match in there. I, I wouldn't recommend anybody from Leicester, would you? I mean, is there a single player in Leicester that you'd be? I mean, even Vardy, it's like he used mm-hmm. to be the one kind of mainstay, but he's in and mm-hmm. out, and, you know, so it's, it's tricky. No,
2: I really can't understand what's going on there this season like now the fact that Rogers just hasn't uh all respect to him he just hasn't had a cohesive plan which it yeah. seems strange because he does it's not like exactly the same as what's going on at Everton and that you've got a bunch of pretty talented players to pick from you've suffered some injuries but there just hasn't been any organization of any kind so yes it's left me in a place Josh where I don't like Leicester assets I genuinely don't know how to predict what's going to happen in any match in West in which Leicester play, the odds seem to favor that they'll lose by a goal or two and not score a lot of goals in the process is the problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I don't, I think we'll, you know, I, I, I suppose Rogers will, this is just one of those years where they just, I, I think they should keep them. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not down in Rogers the way, some people are. I think he he went for with the conference league, and you know, I'm bummed out that it didn't work out for him. You know, I feel the same way with Moyes in the Europa League, right? Yeah. Like it's just such a shame that uh, that. that they, uh, you know,
2: to Moyes' credit, West Ham have had a really great showing in the Premier yeah, League in the process.
1: True. Yeah, that, that that's true. I mean, they really, you know, they were in the, they were in the Champions League spot for like the first you know half of the season. So yeah, wow. There's the. Right up Police, close come Take me away from my hot, my hot, uh, my <laughs> hot Rogers hot take, take. There. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, both of them. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, so yeah, I think we're, we're staying away from, from Leicester. We're staying away from Burnley. Palace, we like Zaha. You could consider a defender. You know, there's no one like that I'm like hugely excited about having on their team, but they're kind of, it's a good, you know, it's a good enabler price. Certainly on a free hit, you could toss one on your, on your bench. Um yeah I I, yeah, I
2: I I like Gehi sure. though now he was subbed off early he's with flagged. an ankle yeah. injury so I think Yoki Anderson is like a safe pick. Yeah. He's an interesting center back in that um he does he is able to play rangy passes um yeah. out from the back that could yeah. result in an assist or yeah. get a uh, a set piece goal you never know.
1: Klein has started the last 10, he's 4.3 million. Um, So for me, you know, when I was looking at like, how could I bring in Richarlison, Mm -hmm. uh, it would be um, James to uh, Klein and then Broya to Richarlison. That's how I could afford that move. So then I guess I would be starting Nathaniel Klein. Could you do uh,
2: so, Maddie Cash instead of Nathaniel Klein and still make that Richard No,
1: I have to go as low as that's okay. the thing. As I need to, like, I would need a 4.3, 4.4. Gotcha. Okay. I, he seemed like he, he kind of merges as the best of the yeah. of the cheapies. Um, yeah, I think. I, I mean, it, it's a shame, but I, I think that the Gallagher has just lost a little bit of that kind of mm-hmm. whatever you know that incredible fire that made him such a incredibly fun player to watch this season and I, yeah. and he's, you know, he's a young guy. So, you know, I think he'll be, he'll be, he'll
2: terrific. be just fine.
1: Yeah. I hope, I really hope he goes to Chelsea. Cause I think they honestly, they really need somebody like him. I think that yeah. he'll be, you know, I mean, you put him together with Mount and um, I think there could be a lot of You're fun. You're one lion you know?
2: short of three right there. <laughs> yeah, Get Declan exactly. Rice in the middle and, oh boy. Whoa,
1: oh boy. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, So, but I don't, I don't think there's really anybody else on, on Palace to, to consider. We talked Everton, I, midfielders, I, I just think it's a total stay away, right? I mean, I know mm. that you've, you talked about Gordon a little bit and sure, because he's so cheap, but I, Damari Gray, uh, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not feeling it enough.
2: No, I, I think I like how Lampard is settled on a uh, his recent system involving Fabian Delph because they're actually like controlling the ball a little bit better. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I I don't think there's anybody there.
1: Yeah, I know. So in in some ways, you, I I actually feel like in some ways, as we as we go through this, the question of whether to free hit in thirty seven or thirty eight really does turn into a genuine question. And I think that when you look at so, okay, so let's say let's say you free hit in thirty eight, right? And one of the reasons to free hit is to have players that aren't on your current squad, right? Like so, you want to be in a position where you are doubled and tripled up on some teams that you don't already have. So. You know, I mean, like, let's, let's see what we've got in, in 38. You've got a Man City, have Villa at home. I think that'd be a great match to have three Man City players. Um, maybe even try to get three. Like on a free hit, I, I'd probably try to get three attacking players and really go for it, you know, and just see it. I mean, maybe Cancelo and two attackers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, Spurs play uh, Wade and Norwich. Terrific match. It'd be great mm-hmm. to have three. Uh, I mean, I want to talk about Kane in, in just a second here, but let's <laughs> let me put a pen okay. put a pencil in there for a second. Um <laughs> You know, you have uh, Arsenal hosting Everton at home. I guess that's kind of a tricky match. Although um, Brentford hosting Leeds, I think that could be a fun one. I think having Erickson and um, and Tony, I think those are both kind of fun players that you could have on a free hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Burnley hosting Newcastle. Brennan, that's a 10-0 win for Burnley, right? So mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. But there are some like – and then you have, you have Chelsea hosting Watford, and that's like a match where you could maybe, you know, someone like Mason Mount – uh, again, you wouldn't want to burn a transfer on these people, but a free hit, maybe, maybe they're a little more appealing <laughs> these people. I love it. Well, yeah, because again, like you're looking on a free hit, especially yeah. if you're doing if you're, if you're gonna do it in 38, it's your, it's the gambler's free hit. Right. Yeah. So you look at all these teams, right up and yep. down and you think, who could I bring in that could get 18 points this week who could get it, who yeah. could get a Riyad Mares, you know, and yeah. that's what you want to do is get 11 of those guys mm. in your starting lineup, if possible. Mm. Um, and so I think that, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Liverpool play, uh, wolves at home and, a, and then that wolves team is, is, you know,
2: it's packed out it to in. lunch.
1: Yeah. Out to lunch. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think that they're. I, I think, I, I think if I want you know, just, I mean, In some ways, it's a hard question to answer because it depends on what your team looks like.
2: I agree. It is context dependent because as I think you made the same case for 38 as I did for 37. In either of those weeks, which week has one or two teams that you want to triple up on but can't because you're not on free hit? And then that's where you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So – if you feel like you can, you're looking pretty good for 37 and you've still got the free head. I can't believe many people still have it, by the way. Mine's been gone. I think both of us, like, we, like, used both, in, you know, Jeez. ages ago. Yeah. It's, yeah,
2: couldn't wait to use yeah. them.
1: That's another thing we can reevaluate is chip usage in the offseason, Brandon. We should be writing this stuff down. You know, but there's a lot of uh, like, I, I, really we're recording wanna, it, you know. <laughs> I think next season I'm using my, my second wild card in 35 and all my three, my final two chips in 36, 37, 38. For sure. Not, not to wait to play them all too early this year. Uh-huh. Uh, So, all right. Well, that, that's, that's pretty much it, Brandon. I mean, we're, we're right in the middle of things. And I think you wanted um, to
2: talk about Harry Kane, though, Josh. I feel mm, like you teased okay. this. Um, all yeah. podcasts, big Kane talk. It's like it's like when I
1: feel like there are pods when I spend the entire time teasing a conversation that we never actually have. That must happen constantly. Well, my feeling is uh uh-huh. what I said last week it, I still hold to be true, which is that Kane is a potentially hugely explosive fantasy asset. Let's see what he does in on one in Derby. Uh he always well, he doesn't always, but he has looked, you know, he's looked, I think, really good the entire second half of the season, even when the attacking returns aren't there and it has just come to pass that he has been initiating play a lot more recently. And then it's kind of like what often happens when, when things are going well for him fantasy wise is that he initiates play ball gets kind of kicked around for a minute or two, you know, (laughs) and then, and then he scores, right. And then it comes back around to him Uh and it's just, what has been happening though is like, it's been like initiate play one touch goal you know what i mean it's been like it's been like him he passed it to somebody that person crosses it goal you know and like it's just been like so lethal like some of these goals they've scored recently and it's like does that make harry kane a bad fantasy asset like yes i guess so i mean i guess it does (laughs) yeah i mean based on the results but i mean like it's just a weird it's just a weird thing like i mean you can't drop him before the burnley match in my opinion
2: i have hey i have kane I'm not I'm not getting rid of him basically because I'm not playing for anything at this point. If I were pl- if there were stakes for my fantasy season and I had Kane be, and not Son, I would remedy out. I would remedy that ASAP.
1: Okay. Well, I would try to get both. I would try to get both for the final two. I mean, it's it's Burnley at home without center backs and then it's Norwich away. Then you're talking about dumping Salah, are you not? <laughs> I was I have been, you know, very Pro sala in some ways, Sala to me is almost easier to drop than Kane, just based on the fixtures, which I know yeah. is, is, I don't know. It's and I think
2: like, that's a, I think that's a good place to be. I don't think you're yeah. wrong um, at all. Uh, as if 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 you're as I that hypothetical manager I just suggested who has stakes, they don't have Sun but they have Kane. I think you are definitely looking at dropping Sun, uh, dropping a dropping Salah for Sun.
1: There's an interesting question about whether Diaz is so good that somehow that has made an impact on Mosala's like attacking returns or something like that like mm-hmm. like they have so many incredible players who can score you know what i mean it's like it's like there's just yeah. a wealth of them and it's a little bit like the man city problem suddenly you know where it's like it used to be a little like you know i don't know i mean it just there's just something about you know your Diaz and Jota and, you know, they're not quite like, Firmino was always so perfect, you know, in, in this way, because he's the most unselfish dude around, right? Yeah. It's just like, Firmino doesn't, you know, he'll, he'll happily pass it in any, he could be have like an open goal and he'll pass it to somebody next to him. Just, just, yeah, he so won't nice, even look, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly he Won't even look. He's just, a, I mean, I just, I absolutely love Firmino and I yeah. hope that he gets a great send off whenever he goes, but you know, I just feel like it's kind of, um, uh, it's, I it just, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of, um. Now, now, the situation is this, that there are so many people who are who are good that maybe solid it just feels like he's playing a little further out wide, you know, and yeah. he's he's it's like he's throwing the ball into the mixer a little more. I don't know it just feels like he's not quite in the box yeah. as much as he has been um the first half of the season there
2: are uh, you could compare him to Kane in a way where these teams just aren't getting pens anymore. Yeah yeah uh therefore Ke- uh, kane and, and sala's fpl points definitely take a hit because yeah. of that so that's yeah.
1: a big problem yeah yeah so we, we're thinking Salah out for both of us right sala out on a minus 12 <laughs> well no. no this this is <laughs> yeah. all yeah.
2: like theory based right no, and, of course. um i i i i don't know i think i'm just gonna it's just i'm just gonna coast to the well, end you of the season think about
1: you gotta think about this, this situation i mean if you're if you're you know, leading your mini league, then you're not dropping yeah. Salah. If you are chasing, then maybe that's an option. You just have to consider at some point with only a couple of weeks left, you have to decide whether you're willing to take a gigantic risk. And, yeah. you know, and it kind of depends. I mean, like if you're in a money league and it pays out the top three spots, then that is going to affect your decision a little bit. But if it's, you know, if it's like a winner take all, yeah. or like the you know, first pri- prize is just way more than any other spot than, yeah, You know, maybe go for it.
2: It's a good week to decide because, um, you know, the, there is logic in the fantasy argument of a player at Salah's price. If you are not captaining him, then uh, you're losing a lot of value there. And mm-hmm. as we're talking about that Burnley that's home right. fixture for Spurs in 37, very captainable. You bring yeah, in Son and captain him over Salah, who you basically you are just getting um, two more fixtures of. From him, then it, it the the odds of you getting totally skinned by Salah in thirty seven and thirty eight seem much more reduced.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Because then Spurs have had, Norwich really in game that. week thirty eight yeah. too. Yeah. So you
2: know. that's
1: not to match is good though. I mean, I, I know we're kind of going around in circles right now, but um, it just the <laughs> it depends. Answer is such a boring way to end this conversation, but I do think it really just depends. Like for me, I think yeah. that I am. St- stable enough. I mean, I've, you know, if I finish like 25 K overall, it's just like, it's good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little too far back in most of my other leagues where even if I made a crazy move, it just wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't make up those 40 points, you know? And yeah. so it's kind of like, let me just cruise my way into 25 K. Like that's a great yeah. place to finish. You know, it's, you know so that's that's kind of yeah exactly we'll get them. It's always next year you know um it's like it's a it's a sad you know answer but it's kind of where my my head is right now so yeah
2: yeah, all right i I think that's i think we've given um all the sides of the argument there and um hopefully a way that makes sense to our listeners Uh, so there it is we're prepped we've got a lot more game week 36 uh matches to go but if you're a patreon supporter of always cheating we'll talk to you thursday Thursday. night as we get Mm -hmm. ready for that deadline and if you want to know more about what it is to be a patreon supporter and say thanks for what josh and i do each week go to patreon.com slash always cheating where you get that ad free podcast each thursday night access to extra leagues in our slack chat forum as we like to do every week josh can you thank our patreon producers
1: Yes, I will. And I haven't done this in a while, Brandon. Mike DiPietro, Trevor. I, yeah, I should kick, kick it to you, Brandon. It's uh, the way the, the way the way tricky way week. Yeah, Mike way Trevor way Chris Howell how I was texting with, him, or I was. not I wasn't texting with him. Brandon, it'd be cool if I. I don't, I don't have his phone number, but I was. I was. <laughs> G- on, I was Chris, tweeting with him out. this week. Uh Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, David Gaffer, Babas Kuhn, Jeff Hosby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodell, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Farberg, Skogang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsay Rostell, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Gary Swanson, Karen Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Yuang. Bruce, I know Mikey was having a tough week, so hope, Mikey, hope you've rebounded. Bruce Kerr, Sam Schauer, Rich Evans, Future Media Group FPL, Ben Swinney, George Kinney, Shiv Majoria, Rom Frosk, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yunos, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Kalev Robbie, Todd Byerly, Albert Paxoy, Martin Omseth, Lee Hickman, Belger, Paulson Kruger, Jazz Benny, Francis Mann, Jazz, we haven't seen you in a while. Hope you're doing well. Managed yeah. by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, and our newest Patreon producer, Bob Fox.
2: All right, rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. Find our website, alwayscheating.com. Any final thoughts, words, um, questions, Josh? Uh,
1: no, uh, except uh, good luck to everybody the rest of this week. I mean, it's uh, and there's a lot. luck lot can happen. I think that's why maybe you and I are feeling kind of um, – little loose and cheerful because it's like I I, I we effectively have an entire game week yeah. to go this game week so yeah there's you know, there's not that yeah.
2: deadline stress that we're sort of dancing that's around true. like we often do yeah. so what's the what's the one thing I mean the obvious thing you want to happen this week is for Sala to haul because you're on triple cap sure uh anything else would really make your day
1: um yeah I mean I guess like who, who is my lowest ownership player mm-hmm. uh I guess that's Well, I mean, let's see if James or Alonzo play. Uh, that would be that would be nice. Uh, probably, I mean, you know, it's funny. I mean, I you know, my team it feels very template right now. It might actually be Kulisevsky, um, yeah. or maybe even Sun. Uh, Sun's ownership is still is still crazy low in the top hundred k. Um, but uh, yeah, and Katia got up to like fifty percent EO in the top hundred k, which is crazy. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know when that happened. Like it was all overnight. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with uh, Kulisevsky. It'd be fun if he got like a hatchet yeah. or something.
2: I want bonus points for Ali Watkins. I don't. I don't want to say how many goals, but I want bonus points. bonus points. That's what I want. He
1: did nick one, didn't he? Did he nick a bonus? I think when they conceded a goal late, I think he snagged the bonus point.
2: Yeah. Uh, ultimately, it did not come through. Uh, John McGinn got that bonus point.
1: Oh really? Oh, he lost it. <laughs> he, he I did not realize yeah. that. Yeah. Wow, the late loss. It's uh-huh. always with the strikers, right? The strikers are always the ones who lose the. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the they're bonus. just not doing enough. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the pond. Uh, good luck the rest of this week, and we'll talk to you next week.